0: The Bible Study Podcast, episode 407. Today, the Bible Study Podcast finishes a study of the book of Psalms with Psalm 75. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. I say finishes the book of Psalms. uh, Well, I said finishes a study of the book of Psalms. We are doing one, but not the other. We are finishing the study for now, and then we'll come back sometime later on, or at least that's my intention. Lord be willing and the creek don't rise to come back and finish the book of Psalms sometime later, not this year. And we've got to the halfway point of the book of Psalms. So we're going to talk about Psalm 75 today, and then we're going to look back a little at what we have covered so far. Next week, we are starting a new study, and that is on the Gospel of Matthew. For those of you who want to read ahead, but first, Psalm 75. For the director of music, to the tune of Do Not Destroy, a psalm of Asaph. We praise you, God, we praise you, for your name is near. People tell of your wonderful deeds. You say, I choose the appointed time. It is I who judge with equity. When the earth and all its people quake, It is I who hold its pillars firm. To the arrogant I say, boast no more. And to the wicked, do not lift up your horns. Do not lift your horns against heaven. Do not speak so defiantly. This is a psalm of praise. I do wonder about who named the tune, Do Not Destroy. It seems like a cheery name. But the psalmist here, Asaph, who is the same psalmist who we had for last week's psalm, is talking about the judgment of God. Is talking about a God who is sitting on his throne and watching, a God who is aware of what's going on, a God who chooses his own timing. And that's one of the things that can be darn right frustrating about God is that God is God. God doesn't think the same way we do, and God's timing is certainly not the same as ours. He's playing a long game. If you go back to Genesis and you see the fall of man and Adam and Eve, and as they rebel against God, as they choose to believe the serpent instead of God, God starts at that point. He tells the serpent that the offspring of Eve will crush his head. And he has at this point put in place a plan. God started a plan for our salvation probably before we fell, but certainly after we fell, he reveals it to Adam and Eve that he is a God whose timing is not ours, and He is a God who is above. And so, therefore, the psalmist says, "'Boast no more. Do not lift up your horns.'" horns here would symbolize strength. If you think about that uh, mountain goat, for instance, who's challenging the other mountain goat by lifting up his horns as they go to collide heads, he's saying, don't challenge God. Don't boast about who you are and how powerful you are or how smart you are or what great your plans are, because he is more powerful. His plans are greater. And because of that, he starts with, tell the people tell of your wonderful deeds. And telling of his wonderful deeds is part of the purpose of the people of God so that other people can hear about what God has done, what God has done in the Old Testament, what God has done in the New Testament, what God has done in the church over the years, but especially, most especially, what God has done in our lives. Not because we are special, but because he loves us. As Martin Luther said, one beggar telling another beggar where he found food. The psalmist continues, no one from the east or the west or from the desert can exalt themselves. It is God who judges. He brings one down, he exalts another. In the hand of the Lord is a cup full of foaming wine mixed with spices. He pours it out and all the wicked of the earth drink it down to its very dregs. As for me, I will declare this forever. I will sing praise to the God of Jacob who says, I will cut off the horns of the wicked, but the horns of the righteous will be lifted up. And what he's saying here is that he is looking at a God who judges, at a God who eventually makes things right, a God who will raise up the righteous and who will tear down the wicked. But again, a God who will do that in his timing. What all have we learned here in a study of the book of Psalms? This study has been going on for quite a while. I want to say it's been going on for at least a year here, uh, which seems hard to believe. And just to put that in perspective, Before we started studying Psalms on the podcast, I read through the book twice. I have a program that I use to put a chapter of the Bible in my email every day. You can try that yourself. Go to chris2x.com slash daily Bible. And I read through Psalms once, so that's 150 days, and then I read through it again, that's another 150 days. And then we've been studying this, and we've gone now halfway through. So over the last year or two, I've read through Psalms two and a half times. And I'm not saying that boasting, because honestly, the reason why I read through it again is there are still some things I need to get from Psalms. There are still some things where I could learn something from the psalmist, for instance, the praise of God. And we'll see that a little more when we eventually get back to the second half of the book of Psalms. But learning to praise God is some place where I am not as good as the psalmists are remembering the deeds of God and remembering to bring those up on a daily basis in my prayer to God. As I pray to God every morning, it is the praise that I need work on. And I still do. Even after going through Psalms two and a half times, it's still an area where I'm working. But what else can we learn from Psalms? I want to jump back here to some of the first Psalms that we dealt with oh so long ago when we started this study. We started with Psalm 1, for instance, where we were told by the psalmist, do not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the ways of the sinners or sit in the company of mockers. What the psalmist is trying to tell us is to stand apart, that the people of God are intended to be separate. And in the New Testament, not separate as in having no relationship with, but separate as in different. Separate as in not following the rules of the world and the way things work, being distinguishable as the people of God, standing out. In the second Psalm, and we're not going to do all the Psalms here, but in the second Psalm we learned that why do the nations conspire and the people's plot in vain? We saw that theme quite a lot here through the last 75 chapters here we saw people plotting against the people of God. I don't actively feel like people are plotting against me, but there are certainly powers and rulers and authorities whose purposes are against the purposes of God. The direction of the world is not moving in the direction that God wants. Or at least there are powers within the world that are pushing in the other direction. But the psalmist says, as they did here in Psalm 75, that when we plot against God, when we plot against a mighty God who is sitting in heaven, a God who will judge in his time, we do it in vain. In Psalm 6, we learn that we sometimes screw up. The psalmist says, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. Have mercy on me, God, for I am faint. Heal me, my bones are anguished. How long, Lord, how long? And part of what we see in Psalms that I that I appreciate is this ability to call out to God and this ability to call out to God as a people in need of repentance. That God desires to be in relationship with us, and that's another theme that we have continued to see here in Psalms. That while God uses his own timing, God is Putting off judgment. And the reason that God puts off judgment is he does not desire, as we learn in 1 Peter, that God doesn't desire that any would be lost, that God is working to bring people back to him. And so when we screw up, when we fail, that God desires for us also to continue to re- to remain or to return to relationship with him. There are many things that we can learn from the psalmist, the psalms of David, the psalms of Asaph, the psalms of unnamed psalmists, And one of the things that we can learn is this ability that the psalmist had to take even the darkest days, even the days when it seemed like the whole world was against them, even the days when the whole world really was against them, and to put it into prayer and to put it even into song, as these are. The psalm we read today, it said, was a song a song of Asav. I pray that as you continue to study the book of Psalms, or as we continue to study the Bible together, that God would put a song in your heart, that God would teach you and I how to praise him and to remember that he alone is worthy of our praise, that his timing is his timing, but his plans are being worked out in us, through us, or despite us, with that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. Next week, we'll start on Matthew. If you have any questions, send an email to host at the Bible Study Podcast, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And as always, thanks so much for listening.